affairs go. I think it's fair to say there's the Coolmore Everest I've taken care of. Home affairs wanted in a romp from Paul Lely. Vangelic's had a great kick from Nimalee, who's trying hard. Vangelic kicking from Nimalee. Vangelic led all the way in the golden pendant. Congo in front from Coast Watch. Animo, is he running out of ground? In the Congo in front. Animo trying to go toe for toe. In the Congo kicks. And in the Congo won the golden rose from Animo. Hello, everyone. Well, he was certainly top cat yesterday. Uh, Timmy Clark had a big day at Rose Hill Gardens. It was in the Congo's Golden Rose. We had a howling win there yesterday into their face down the back straight and behind them when they turned for home. Now, the Everest has certainly taken shape. It was a big moving day for the Tab Everest. Uh, in fact, the, the weekend itself, Friday night, into Saturday, we'll know more on Monday where everyone sits. Maybe Coolmore and Godolphin, the only two slot holders who are yet to make their choice, might even wait another week. There's no hurry for those two connections. Let's get back to Saturday and in the Congos winning the Golden Rose. Um, that wind, and we were presented with a, a brand new track at yeah. Rose Hill Gardens. What did you think of the day? Oh, it was a fantastic day, always is, a Golden Rose day. Um, what a day for the Waterhouse bot team, uh, three runners. You know, I've, I've been lucky enough to work with some really good form students who, who I've learned a lot off over the years. And one was a bloke called Mark Lamborn. And I always used to listen to his quotes and his pearls. And one of them was, no speed, no talent. And I, I use it now and again, but that was evident yesterday. No speed, no talent, because all those horses that are taught to run really excelled on that track yesterday. Yes. If you could work out the speed map yesterday and who was going to lead and who was, you know, how the pace was going to be throughout the race, you were going to find the winners. It's more evident on, especially when we get a good three track. Yeah. You know, when, when there's steaming home in, in figures, it's only natural the horses from the back. Um, it's going to make it, they can still do it. Uh, but things have got to work out a lot better for them. So a great advantage to be uh, taught to run on the speed and be able to handle the pressure and do it, and that's what Gay and Adrian do. Yeah, what was the quote? Timmy Clark, you spoke to Timmy after he won on Vangelic. Yes. And what, what did you say to him? I said, are you going to do that within the Congo in the next race? And he said, I might go a little bit faster. And yes. that's exactly <laughs> what he did. And, and after the race on in the Congo, he elaborated even more about what he, the conversation he had with Gay yeah. in the morning. Exactly. I think you've got to... You can't take it away from in the Congo. He's a horse that puts himself up on speed. He did it from the front and he did it at the end of his race as well. And that's basically what Gay was saying. So uh, as we roll the tape, keep in mind what uh, Timmy had uh, suggested to Gay in the morning of the race. I'll go to the front and then I'll give him a breather down the side. She said, don't you dare. <laughs> Here's in the Congo leading all the way to give Gay and Adrian their first golden rose. Yeah, what a terrific effort. You know, it was 1,400 and, and there was pressure early. Mark got on his bike and wanted to hold him out and find a position and, and uh, well, he's caved in obviously with issues there. But for him, this horse to just keep running, running, running and he should be out on his feet by now, but he wasn't. And he, 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 he was just a, a great display of speed. And you've got to take it into account, this is his first racing preparation, this horse. So he has done an amazing job. Um,
Well, LMO, I don't he was far from disgraced. I think we've obviously got more to come from him. Stay tuned. It was just a... Uh, I think he had he got him into a beautiful spot. I'm not a fan of right out there on, at Rose Hill in the middle of the track and wider. Uh, just you don't see many running through it. So I don't think he left with an excuse other than to say there's more to come from him because he's he's only second up and um, he, he he was great. But even though he got beat, what else do we want to say about the race? Coast Watch. I think the wraps are pretty right on him. He might make a good horse in the autumn. And well. Artorius, what an enormous talent he is. Um, I'll pull out another one of Mark Lamborn's comments, you know, uh, no early speed. Uh, 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 you know, early, what do you say? Well, late speed means nothing mm. if you've got no early speed. So, <laughs> and that's, that's, that's his, that's, he's got to learn how to yeah. race that horse. He's, yeah. he's, I'd hate to think, I didn't look at the sectionals last night, what he's run again that horse. And that's yeah. twice at Rose Hill now too. He didn't yeah. handle slipper day at all. No. And he wasn't much better there yesterday, but he's a good horse. He's yeah, good horse. if you put his mind on the job, he's a very good horse. But mm. you know, that's not going to. It, it, we're only speculating. He hasn't actually done it. You know, done it as of yet. This preparation, but uh, yeah, a few things the jockeys spoke about. I also heard as well a, a remark he pulled up making an, a significant noise. So he's got a trial. Um, we'll have an endoscopy um, examination and trial satisfactory of the stewards. So that's something to take into consideration. I think the quote from Hugh Bowman was he's a beautiful horse but he can't breathe. That's right that was his direct quote when he jumped off. Mm. Well, I don't so that would explain a lot a lot of oh, for sure. what we're seeing of mm. him. Yeah yeah he's uh I don't think we'll be seeing they'll probably go to the paddock with him now and try and get him in order and go through some tests but um obviously there's issues with him. Mm. Uh, a dozen group ones together now for Adrian Bott and uh, Gay Waterhouse. Here was Adrian after the race. Look, we weren't concerned about the 1,400 metres. We knew he had that high cruising speed and um, you know, he's got the ability to be able to sustain that and um, that's what we wanted to do today. Make it a real test for a few of those, take away some of their brilliance and um, bring in his assets, which is, as I said, that, that high cruising speed, that toughness that he's got. Uh, so well-deserving. You know, he wears his heart in his sleeve every time he steps out, so he's uh, deserving a tough victory like this. Has he surprised you in any way? that he's been able to reach this level? Uh, every start he stepped out, he's, he, he's surprised me and continued to impress me and, and improve. And as I said, we've uh, just kept raising the bar from, from when he stepped out in, in, in the off-season in the winter and uh, through the early stages of the, of the spring here, we just set him goals and he kept, and kept delivering. Um, yeah, he's still been putting it all together, uh, but he's really put it together in a big way now. I had a conversation with Gay, obviously, on the way here, and I said to her that, so I'll roll to that first turn, and then I might just try and get a breather. She said, don't you dare. I said, you keep him running, and um, she said, use his speed, because, you know, could, could you win the race? If, um, so I did that, and um, we pulled it off. Probably looked as good today as he's looked all prep. You know, he's obviously just thriving, and... That, you know, obviously, Will, who look, looks after him, and all the, all the team back at Tullock Lodge have done a wonderful job, presented all their horses well today. So, no, it's a big thrill. He, I've always sort of felt that he had that sort of ability. He probably didn't execute early on in his career, but he had that little short let up, and he's come back, and he's he's got it right every time. Although he hasn't won every time, but he's got it right every time. And um, I, I felt that he. He probably went even better again there today. So that was the 1,400 metre group one for the three-year-olds. There were two other three-year-old features on the day. This was the 1,100 metre sprint, the Heritage Stakes. And all the talk after this race was, is this Coolmore's Everest horse? Yeah, well, um, they do own him. 
and where else are they going to turn? Do they want to swap him for Pulele or something? Um, well, that, that, won't, be that won't be happening. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I'd ask the question. <laughs> but this was uh, absolutely brilliant. He ran on fear. He, he, he didn't really... I know he's, he's brilliant and he showed that brilliance early, but he didn't relax. And for him to keep running, he's run right to his trials. He's obviously had a few little setbacks to have three trials coming in, but he's, you know, equaled Anders's class record. He's not far off a, you know, he's a tenth and a little bit off a, you know, a 20-something, a 15-year-old course record or something. So he's gone really well. Whether he's an Everest type of horse, you know, yes. like we don't, um, we're looking for a something to sit with speed but not look if he eyeballs eduardo and mm. and, and and nature strip he, he, he's going to cave in there's pros and cons what i would be asking is what are their other options that's probably the the biggest question or Laley. well <laughs> what are feasible options oh, okay. <laughs> uh, and then the other the other is what you've just said he needs to relax mm. There's no way he's going to be eyeballing the big boys at the at you know at this stage in his career. He's going to be finding it really tough. So that's a job for Waller to decide whether he thinks he's seasoned enough, mm -hmm. and obviously in conjunction with Coolmore. But I I suppose I think he's got a lot of talent, and he has gone to another level from his last preparation. Mm -hmm. But whether he's seasoned enough to front up against the big boys, exactly what you said, I think is a question that needs to be answered. What about in the Congo for Coolmore? Well, because Henry Phil's got the connection with. Coolmore? Well, why not in the Congo? Well, that's his first racing prep, but I'm sure they're going to press on to the Coolmore otherwise, aren't they? Yep. And that horse that won that race, he could be an ideal Coolmore horse as well. And that's what they'd have that on the back of their their, their mind. But you're saying pick Pulele. <laughs> I, I think, as far as an Everest concern as a three-year-old, I'm looking for a, a horse that will just relax a little bit worse than midfield. Let all these big boys have a go at each mm -hmm. other and finish off, and you're going to get a good check. All right, well, you don't, you you don't want to be going a million you mile an hour and stopping around. You need to find a horse that is going to sit off that tempo, travel, and find the line with that turn, same turn of foot um, that you can to to win a, an Everest. You can't be, you cannot find another speed horse. It's just going to set it up for backmarkers. Okay, well, what do Godolphin do? They're, they're on the record of saying trekking's their number one seed, but what do they do? Do they pick Paul Ailey or trekking? Uh, I think they'll pick trekking, and they've been pretty straightforward yes. with that. And, but I think they'd like, still like to have that other horse in there because mm. he, he's got the, the racing pattern that might suit. You know, Could Animo win an Everest off of that? Uh, mm, yes, 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 round third it, in uh, yes, Golden it, Rose. He'll be, be charging home into some big prize money and a knockout chance, but he, they won't do it. They will not do it. That's not their style. You know, he, he could be, you know, obviously their pattern is Caulfield Guineas and let's see if he's a Cox Plate horse. Um, what do you think, though? Of him, you think he's a miler plus, no, or you don't know? Do you try? But yes, I do. I do. I think he'll, you know, he'll prove that next time. Um, where this other horse was, was talking about this race, this Pulele's. Uh, I thought his run was great. Yeah, it was great. And uh, whether he he's a dry tracker and he doesn't cover that, you know, if we do get rain and things like that. Well, Trish Date's an underrated horse. Yeah, he's a, been improving through the midweeks. He's a nice type, and he definitely. Went to the next level yesterday. That was an acid test for him. And she'll make the grade a very fine red. Yes. Uh, let's go and hear from uh, Chris Waller and Nash Willer.
I'm going to ask it straight away. Is he Kilmore's Everest horse? <laughs> oh, this is Chris, not uh, Mr. Magnia. But surely or Chris the, speaks to Mr. The, Magnia. It's a great ownership team that um, race these horses together, and I'm privileged to be training some very nice colts, and he's certainly one of them, and um, it, it certainly will be discussed, I'm sure. Uh, hopefully not at too much length, because the talent's there, and we've seen how three-year-olds perform in the race, and I think today's race was a, a pretty good field to say that he's up to a very high level and uh, I want to thank my team this horse has had a couple of setbacks um, just with elevated temperatures we haven't panicked we've just just done everything by the book been very cautious knowing that what we've got under the tank is there and um, just respect that as he's a horse and finally he's come right and ready to go. And just tell us about what you thought of that performance today, to go out like that and keep going and run time. I know they've got a big tailwind, but it's a quick time. Yeah, well, they've got a pretty strong headwind from the barriers, and uh, it wasn't our intention to lead. Our intention was to let Nash do the, make, the, make the decision once they jumped, respecting that it was a very tricky, tricky um, draw, and it's a, a tight turn. They have to work overtime, and to sh for him to show a good kick at the 300, it showed his class. He's a horse that's, you know, given everyone that's ever rode him a great feel. Special thanks to Glenn Schofield, who's done all the work on him and um, done an amazing job. You know, he's a very fit horse here today, and um, he treated that field with contempt, which is pretty exciting going forward. He's, he's a lovely horse. And what were your sort of, what were you thinking into this race? How you were going to ride him, and tactics-wise? Oh. Just had to sort of leave it up to how he jumped, really, and it was always going to be a little bit awkward. And um, I didn't really push the button until after we went 100, and I just felt they just weren't going hard enough to be, for me to sort of look to slot in. So uh, we pressed on a little bit, and once he got there, he shut down nicely. And um, yeah, the feel of giving up the running was pretty exciting. Let's just go through this field now. Lost and running will go around next Saturday, either in the Premier, or he may head to Melbourne for a run and come back. Mm -hmm. Nature Strip going straight to the Everest. So is Guitra. So is Mars Crusader, we assume. Assume. Uh, assume. But he could be in the Premier. Mm -hmm. So the Premier's there. We've, we've got the Premier next Saturday. Mars Crusader. Classic legend. Les has yet to make a decision whether to go to the Premier or first up into the Everest. Rothfire, likely to run in the Premier. Needs another one. Eduardo, straight to the Everest. Inferno, the Inferno, now in the field for James Harron. We'll get to his race in a moment. Straight to the Everest. Aquas picked up Libertini, straight to the Everest, but under an injury cloud, she's got a hoof problem. Mm -hmm. Wild Ruler picked up after winning the Moya by Yulong. So over the page, blank. Curlmore and Godolphin. Roddy wants to put in Laley <laughs> and Trekking. <laughs> no. King of Sparta. King of Sparta. Why not King of Sparta? Oh, yeah, why not? Um, I think they picked themselves those last two slots, really, don't they? Well, they're, the... yes. They're, 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 well, they picked themselves. Godolphin, they're, they're fine. They've got a lot to choose from. Coolmore have got home affairs or what? In the yeah. Congo? What else? Don't know. Do they just wait till the 24th hour? And yeah. Oh, the other, I'm just sorry, uh, uh, Ranch Hand. Yeah. Ranch Hand goes around in Melbourne next yes. week in the Dane Hill. Yeah. That's what they could be waiting for. Maybe, yeah. That's what they could be waiting for. Well, I think they like to have a horse of their own there. Yes. Here's, I'd rather uh, have a horse winning a race like that in Sydney than in Melbourne at the moment, though, mm. sprint race. Yep. Here's Classic Legend. Now, Les wasn't, um, 
wasn't that happy with his first trial. He didn't want to send him to the shorts. He said he's not ready. Is he ready now? Yeah, yeah. Enormous improvement from one trial to the next. Look at the acceleration. That's the, that's the old classic legend. He gets the head up and he wants to really charge through the line here. And uh, there he looks a, a free, happy horse there. And uh, I think uh, first up in an Everest. It'll be one of the great training achievements of all time if he gets the money. But geez, he's, he's dangerous. We know how good he is and we know he is the perfect setup with his racing style that, that will suit this race. Mm. It creates a lot of um, excitement when you have, I know Libertini's under an injury cloud, but if they get her right, she is also, um, she's probably not trialling as well as she has done in the past, but maybe that's because there's been a little bit of a, a hoof problem with her. But if they get her back to how she is first up, she's also very dynamic. Yes. Uh, the Moyer Stakes, it became a very, very important uh, lead up to the Everest and this is what the Everest done. All these races have become so important. Uh, for Wild Ruler, it's a Group 1. It's important in itself. But he gets into the Everest off this. The Inferno gets into the Everest off this and trekking for the third time he's run well in a Moyer and he'll go to the Everest. Yeah, look, he's, Maybe. Yeah, he's a good horse, Wild Ruler. He, he, look, he was terrific first up. I took Nature Strip to beat him. He... He was going to be bloused by the Inferno there. I love the way he had to nudge out there. And then he's, he's lost a bit of momentum. And then the Inferno comes to go crunch. And he really savaged the line. He's come back a much better horse. It's got to be dry for him. Mm. And the Inferno, well, he's going to, every time he passes a runner in this Everest, he's going to pick up an extra couple hundred thousand, whatever. Because mm. he's one that will be running past the tired horses late. You had to really um, think when Cliff Brown straight off the race said, oh, give me a slot in the Everest, you had to worry, well, is, is this horse good enough? Singapore form, what, what does that mean to us? He, he is a good horse. He is a good horse. He's got a good horse's record. I, I didn't know. I looked at who's this horse? I, I didn't know. Mm. We don't follow it as closely these days, the Singapore form, but he's obviously very sharp. Um, so the Everest market is going to change again after the, uh, the premiere, depending on who goes there. But Nature Strip, he's holding on to favouritism. Just. Classic legend now to $5, Eduardo. And Mars Crusader, $7. You've got Rothfire and Guitra. Now, Animo's, Animo's still in the market. And until such time as Godolphin says, no, he's definitely not going there. But remember this, if he doesn't go to the Everest, you get your money back. It's not a it's yeah. not a pre-noms. There are no noms. Yeah. So if you back Animo now, you get your money back if he does not go to the Everest. Yeah, they don't want to lay him in case he does run. That's right. <laughs> exactly right. Um, awfully sad news uh, late in the week. Uh, Alan Scorse, great rider, a great man uh, in horse racing, a tremendous jockey who turned his hand to training, passed away. He had a long battle with cancer. He lost his wife Sharon recently as well. He rode such great gallopers as Manawapoi, who won the 76 Stradbroke. He rode another great Newcastle sprinter, Razor Sharp. And later in his career, he rode a great mare uh, for Billy Farrow called Spanish Mix, who won a William Reed. Uh, and then he turned his hand to training. He was, uh, he became an institution in Newcastle. Yeah. Uh, after growing up in Sydney, riding originally for Harry Plant, the man who put the polish on Burnborough, it must have been right at the end of Harry's life been, yeah. before he went to Ray Guy and then to Newcastle where he linked up with Roy Hinton, married his daughter. Mm. Great bloke, Groove, and uh, so sad. The last couple of months have been...
terrible for the family and we feel for all of them and uh, rest in peace. Apparently, and I didn't know this, I never ever found out, I, I, I never thought to ask why he had the nickname Groovy, but he used to walk around the stables singing Feeling Groovy. Oh. And that's how, that's how he got it. it picked it up. I think Max Guy, Ray's brother, gave him that nickname. And didn't it stick? Yeah. Oh, did it what? Didn't it stick? We, he, we were at the Hunter Hall of Fame with him and, and Sharon was there then when he received his award, his induction, and that was a really, it was lovely hearing the stories of, you know, years gone by and, and um, he's with such affection known up in the Hunter Valley, isn't he? Yes. Oh, that was a great moment for him. He deserved to be in that Hall of Fame and um, he'll be forever remembered. There uh, certainly is only one and the only Groovy Scorse. We'll be back after this. Good ad. I was wondering where you've been for the last two weeks. I thought you were in isolation. You've been doing these ads, and I, th I thought the fairies had picked you up and taken you to heaven there, and the white lady's funerals had dressed you all up in the white. And <laughs> anyway, you're back. I'm glad you're back. <laughs> I, I'm here. I'm I'm your heavenly angel again. <laughs> what was that about? That ad. Um, long may we play. Oh, okay. And you're sitting there talking to yourself. Uh, Is that how it works? Yeah, it's like seeing double of me. I mean, imagine Ooh. that would be amazing, wouldn't it? <laughs> you could do the show on your own if you did I it that could. way. <laughs> I could. Um, Vangelic, Golden Pendant. This was the mayor's race, the, fe the feature mayor's race, group two. And Vangelic, same again. Clark in front, too good. Yeah, and look, this was her race and she deserved it because she's, uh, she's been at the top level ever since day one. She won a first start and... From then, it's all been, you know, group racing and group ones, and she's had no luck. Probably should have won a Coolmore. And uh, she showed lovely grit and determination. The race went to the map, and she she held off. Um, Nima Lee, who toughed it out well. She's, you know, all these fillies look like uh, this the invitation types, aren't don't they? Um, I thought Ice Bath was very good. Uh, she's. She's back up in the Epsom next week, and we get rain this week. She's certainly got a really good ch uh, chance. And, and Trevier, not much went right for her. It was, didn't look good on paper as far as where she was going to sit. Had to go back, and there was still a lot of merit in her performance. Much better run from Madame Rouge, and uh, for two, just that 1400. Didn't finish that right off, but all honours with the winner, she made her own luck. Yeah, it was just a case of they all ran really well but you can't beat a horse that's having such a cosy run up on speed. Perfect ride from Tim Clark. All right, let's go and hear from Adrian Bott and Tim Clark. Consistent filly without, without winning. Um, she is thoroughly, thoroughly deserving of that, so glad to see it. Set up beautifully, ridden beautifully by Tim Clark. Yeah, wanted to take advantage of that inside draw. She's got that good tactical speed, as we saw today. Um, he's had to be aggressive early and allowed her to just get into a nice rhythm. Um, from there, it was pretty comfortable and, and she looked happy and always knew she was going to give a good, good kick from the 600. It'd be hard to run down from that position. A uh, big group two for her. Do you have uh, what's next in mind? Would you like to go to the invitation? Would love an invitation. That was the, the plan to come here today. We thought this would be the, the nice race second up where she could improve and, and try and win. And we thought today was crucial in, in getting that invitation. We thought, you know, her record, even though it's been consistent, we needed a win like that today to state our case. And hopefully she's done that for us. Her record probably should read a little bit better than the one win. Um, whether it's been uh, bad luck in running or, or even wet tracks, which... She's probably better on top of the ground, but got a real good set up here today. Dry track, uh, was able to 
you know, control and get things her own way. And, uh, you know, she always improves with the run under her belt as well. So she was always going to come here and be hard to beat. She's not a big, big, strong mare, but she's um, got plenty of fight and she showed plenty of heart there when she when she was challenged um, at the furlong. So I was really proud of her. And um, look, There's some nice races obviously coming up for her and I'm sure Gay and Adrian will be looking forward to getting into them. Okay, before we put the market up for the invitation, you want to have a look at uh, Shalo in Melbourne? Yeah, I, I'm talking about the invitation. Uh, this this filly I thought was very impressive um, at Sandown yesterday. Shalo down the outside here. This is a filly that come to Sydney and uh, run in the Coolmore at a last start, and she was backed off the map. But look at a savage, the line there. I reckon she'd be a worthy candidate for a, well, a thought of an invitation. And if you look at the market, She's on there. Uh, she found a place there, and I thought, you know, she got a spot. I would have thought she'd be marked a lot shorter than $15. Um, but that's shaping up pretty good, all those those mares there. And we don't uh, have any news of when this... Uh, it's an invitation panel uh, to get together to invite the 12, but that hasn't been announced yet. So I don't know when we get down to the nitty-gritty of this race. Mm. Uh, maybe after Epsom weekend, yeah. then they start to They've get busy. All, they all sell their horses for the new races, don't they? Straight Everest, away. Everest, Kosciuszko, yeah. Invitation. Well, yeah. you've got to. Four pillars. The four pillars. Mm. The four. How many noms? Over 200. Market goes up on Monday for the four pillars. 212 nominations. That's a, be a, a task for the tab to put a market up on that. But you've been right through them too. I know you've been right through them. Oh, that you can't go through them. It's just, it's all timing. And like these mm. horses, like they win and then they they go up a kilo. And it's, yes, it's a funny one. Well, the, uh, we'll get to the um, uh, Tracy Bartley uh, runner a little bit later. Um, let's go to Head of State. This is the third of the three-year-old features over the longer journey. The gloaming, eighteen hundred metres, and uh, like Home Affairs, Coolmore Colours, Head of State. Uh, runs home well to beat Profondo. A lot to talk about here with the, the first two across the line. Yeah, for sure. He looked, he he had a lovely grounding for this race, Head of State, and that really showed out here with, you know, uh, the, the proper runs, the proper lead-ups going in. He looks a stayer, doesn't he? he you know, he could emerge. Um, um, and obviously a champion stakes, and then who knows? He might, he might have a crack at a derby or something. Uh, Profondo, look at him here, he's just raw, he wants to hang in a little bit and, and, and they, Robbie's trying to straighten him up and then he thought I'll pull the whip through the other hand and it backfired and he just ducked in and threw it away. You know, you could make a case he should have fought that finish out, uh, but he's still work in progress that horse. I think whatever he does this preparation though, he's going to be a, a better prospect in the autumn. The two horses, the difference was that he had more race sense, the winner. Yeah. And the second horse, it was only his second run and he's just doing things wrong. But because he's doing things wrong, there's there's something to work with. And with that to work with, I think he's the better horse in that field. He's the best horse in that field. I think he's one of the better horses that raced yesterday. Mm. Um, there's another horse there. Uh, and I talk about the autumn. The horse that ran, I know he was beaten four lengths, but Benno, uh, to do what he did from a golden maiden to that, he is a pretty good horse I think in the making. Um, he's got a nice pedigree and his effort was fantastic. Let's go and hear from uh, Chris Waller and James McDonald. It took nine races for him to get a win on the board which is so unlike J-Mac. It's been a work in progress coming together and uh, yeah pl a pleasure to work with these types of horses as I said earlier in the day but um, I was fortunate enough to meet American Pharaoh myself and what an amazing horse he is to look at and 
I got the chance to meet Bob Baffert at the same time, the three of us. It was something that, uh, yeah, I'll always remember for the rest of my life. And well, Winks was going around at the same time. Yeah, she was. And he was in awe of Winks, and I was in awe of American Pharaoh, as was the rest of the world. And I've said to a few owners, just stick with American Pharaoh. He's the real deal in terms of they just need a bit of time. They're three-year-olds. He can really step up as being that good mile, middle-distance horse. And... This horse will continue to improve as well. And we're we yet to see that over here in Australia yet. This is These are the first lot, aren't they? Well, you're seeing with our three-year-olds coming out now, things change a lot from that two-year-old year to three-year-old year. And uh, there's so much money in this category. And breeders want value for money. So, uh, yeah, there's lots of, um, well, 52 weeks of the year, Australian racing's arguably the best in the world. And we cater for all horses and I... Just proud to have a few of these middle distance types coming through. He's a remarkable trainer. You just get some horses that you think are just going through the motions. They'll they'll jump out of the ground. Um, I was pretty. I, I thought um, last start, if I if I went forward, um, I reckon I'll, he would have run really well. He would have won. And uh, but he's all about learning and and getting him through his grades. And an ultimate goal is obviously two weeks. So for him to perform like that here today was a really good effort especially the way the track's been playing. Uh, more of the uh, Gay Waterhouse Adrian Bott and Tim Clark show. Let's go to the Colin Stephen now. And this was on Taunt's, uh, maybe, heading towards the Metro. Why not? Yeah, why not? He'd have to back up three weeks running, though. Yep. Um, but Tim was pretty confident after the race, he said. We'll be backing up next week, so if he pulls up fine, I expect to see him in the race. Yeah, and he was ridden quieter yesterday, obviously with that brutal speed. But it was a lovely ride, and um, now that he's run 2,400 metres, there's a little question mark coming into the race, but there's no question mark coming out of it. Um, he, he It opens up a, a few more options. Now, that's much better from... A young rascal. I think Richard forecast that as well. So he's been a bit happier with him uh, since his, his last run. He's been treating him for ulcers or something. Fun fact was very brave. He did a lot of work up in front there, and uh, I thought he stuck on well. Keep an eye on Skymax. Um, I think he's ready to win the right race. He's he, he, he's had a little little break between his first and second up run there. And Dick Winnington's on the improve for a benchmark staying race. He's, that's two better runs from him now. But, yep, he's not a bad horse to winner and he wouldn't be out of place at a Metrop. I was, uh, Glenn Boss, I noted that he said with sound and cannons, he was second up. That was too much of a solid tempo for him. Mm -hmm. So look for him to be improving out of yesterday's run because that it was too bad to be true from him yesterday. Mm -hmm. Let's go and hear from Adrian and Tim. Great to see. Um, obviously, yeah, the, the, the early part of the race changed complexion very, very quickly. Um, yeah, I thought he might have been up there being able to be prominent in the run, but um, plenty of pressure there, so he was able to settle and switch off, and he did it very well and showed a good turn of foot, so um, you know, that opens up a few more options for him going forward. Is there a chance he could back up three weeks in a row in uh, the Metro? There's, there's potential. Um, I'll, I'll also have a chat with Gay during the week and Peter and June Dunn and, and see what they'd like to, you know, first of all, what they'd like to achieve with the horse. Um, you know, I'd love to, get a, love to get a nice result for them, but there are a couple of other options further down the track that we can look at, so we're in no rush just yet. We'll, we'll see how he comes through it. He, um, Obviously hadn't hadn't done that, but we were confident he was going to be able to. He, a couple of times he'd got out beyond that, it probably wasn't at the right stage of his prep. And But today, third up, he's got a great third up record um, on the quick backup. And 
It was a solid 2400 too. They they weren't messing about and he ran out strongly. And the fact that he could take a sit over that distance as well looks as though it's going to be beneficial for him moving forward. Yeah, definitely. He's he's very versatile. He, saw he, he led that 10 furlong race last week and there he was running sort of fifth in the 2400. So uh, he's pretty push button now and um, it's good to see him get another win. Okay, here's the Metropolitan Market for next Saturday. It's going to be a good Metrop, isn't it? Um, that horse down the bottom there won well yesterday in Melbourne. Floating artist. He'll add interest if he comes. Uh, Montefiore's ticked away beautifully, hasn't she? And she's ideal. Great house, Newcastle Cup winner. So, looking good, looking forward to it. Let's go to the Shannon Stakes, a big upset, the biggest upset of the day. Uh, here's the horse Yonkers who started his career, well he was bought in Saratoga, he ended up in Ireland and then back to Australia. Wow, um, this was the shock of the day. He, I think most thought it might be just a kick-off race for him for something a bit longer next time, but he's delivered and appreciated the hot speed up front. Comes with an uninter uninterrupted run and, and gets the job done. Uh, Glenn's back in town, um, be repaid by Chris. He's been doing a lot of work for him in the trials over the COVID period. Uh, Discharge did all the work and, and battled on well there. Uh, he might have been a bit unlucky, reloaded. Um, old mate there. Um, he'll get a few under his spell after that again. But Yonkers. Obviously, he's come back well. I think those were the two in the market, weren't they? That we, that pretty much we said, oh, look, that's you know, he's he's highly um, untrustworthy, reloaded, mm. and Yonkers did look as though he needed the run. So that's a lot of merit in that performance. The fact that he was able to win, still with improvement to come, and uh, good achievement for Glenn Schofield as well. He's been nine months off the scene. Yeah. Yep. It's you know a long time. Um, it's hard to come back from any injury, but when you're older, it's a lot harder. And mm. he's now a grandfather as well. So, yeah. you know, he's um, mm. coming back is a good achievement from him. So congratulations. Well, Im imaging disappointed there. Yeah, very. Uh, Nothing in the stewards report about him either. And love tap disappointing as yeah. well. James said too hard a track for imaging, but uh, he was disappointed. He's old mate now. Yeah, he's, he's old, old mate. mate. He's old, old mate. mate. Put him down. Not, Put him down as old He's mate. on the list, is he? Yeah, there's a big list of old mates. Um, here's uh, Chris Waller and the comeback kid, Glenn Schofield. Obviously, he's a talented horse, and uh, he's never really disappointed us. He's done a great job, from Guy Mulcaster buying him in America, and he had his first few runs in Ireland, and he's made his way to Australia, and he's certainly earning a name for himself. And uh, well done to Glenn Schofield. He's... he's He's been a real workhorse over the past six weeks, and even before that with his fitness levels, but back on a horse. It's a pretty courageous performance, and well done to him, he deserves it. I obviously got a lot of people to thank, but firstly, to Chris and his team, who've allowed me to come out and ride track work for quite some time before I've made my you know, return. And give me a horse like this to ride, obviously he just he's a push-button horse to ride. But halfway around the corner, I was on the back of Huey and thinking, come on Huey, get going. You know, I've got a lot of horse underneath me here, so... When Huey sort of made his move, I got off his back and he just he just gave me a nice long resolute run towards the line and I suppose his prep's probably going to get better from this point on as he steps out over more ground. So uh, thanks to everyone concerned and who's helped me along the way to get back to where I am. There's the uh, Epsom market. So is Mwanga definitely coming back for the Epsom? I don't know. Ria Dini, gee, he's the, he's the horse out of the weight for age race that drops in weight, the 51. Yep, so he drops eight kilos. Hungry Heart's ready to explode. Tissues are a beauty. She gets in with 50 kilos. Uh, Private Eye, we're going to get a little rain this week. Um, that brings all these horses that like the like a little jar out. 
Uh, called Old um, Mate. What about Old Mate Cascading? Old oh, Mate. <laughs> how, how do we think the track will play if I we do have don't, a don't 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 Oh, I won't. Navesh said. One of the most Nivesh important said, factors of the week. Nivesh, <laughs> We're not discussing it. But it's Sunday. Okay. Um, uh, Navesh said it'll be perfect. Mm. Well, if it does rain, the four moves ahead will love it. Yes. There's the flight. Jamea, um choosing the golden rose instead of the flights. Un very unlikely to back up. Star Tontos went all right. I wonder if they play another late nom there. She went uh, they, I did hear an interview with Rob Heathcote, and it, there is, if she ran well in the golden rose, they, they might do that as well. Yep. Yeah, pay the late entry fee to get into the, the flight stakes. Um, Rightio. Is that it for that? Yep. yep. That's it. Well, we've covered off on many of our old mates, <laughs> and we'll be back after this. Okay, let's go right back to the opening race of the day, and uh, this was Yee Yee. Yes, and uh, he's been very consistent all preparations. Lovely ride um, by Jason. He he got him into a lovely rhythm uh, just on the stable mate's flanks there. Achiever, who might be ready to win a race on a wet track. Bazooka, he had his chance, uh, but run well again. And what can you say? It was a moderately run race. They've they've gone out very steady, and these stayers. Well, he fainted here coming home 33-44 or something, so you've got to be a bit forgiving as far as what's going to happen next time if we get a fast race with yeah, these horses out was, the back. It was the way the race was run. Like, as we said at the top of the show, if you could work out how the race was going to be run, you were going to find the winner, and that's exactly what you did, Ronnie. Mm. Yeah, that was just, he, 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 it was a good ride. He put him in the, a winning position early rather than his previous start. He got out the back there at Kembla Grange and his stable mates, were, the other ones were up the front. You knew when Bazooka was running you down that there was, yeah, you were pretty confident you were going to... Yeah, yeah, he was having a little think about it. <laughs> uh, let's go and hear... Put him on the list thing. Oh, <laughs> mate, <laughs> Another one add to it. <laughs> <laughs> running out of ink. <laughs> Here's, here's another pen. Here's, uh, here's Chris Waller and Jason Collett. He's been very consistent all preparation. Barrier draws have beaten him a couple of times, but he had a nice run today and um, yeah, showed a good, good turn of foot at the top of the straight and held on. He was, a, he was a winner last time we were here at Rose Hill as well. He was. That was the turning point of his career. What about your other runners on first glance? Uh, Cheever had to do the donkey work in front, I guess, with facing the breeze. It's quite a stiff breeze out there today, so I guess Yee Yee had the car from him and the others. They just didn't really look to get into the race from back there. So uh, I guess um, tactically, the first two home. Well, the first three home were probably where they were at the 400. He bounced well and obviously wasn't a lot of speed on paper and it probably panned out a bit that way. Just sort of sat on the leader's back and just sort of had a nice comfortable run and able to get into the straight under a hold and basically dash up the last probably 300. What do you think of the track conditions today? <laughs> it's lovely. <laughs> it's great to be obviously two and a half months off. Uh, yeah, it's lovely to be back on a, a fantastic deck like it is out there today. Yeah, very good. Okay, let's have a look at this um, finish. This was the Tab Highway, and uh, you didn't know where to look. They just lined up across the track. Yeah, Lizzie, um, you've been off for a few weeks. You're a bit rusty. Just uh, talk, talk us through this. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I thought 
that can do it was going to hold on and unfortunately it was the charge of the light brigade and it was a horse named after aptly named after yourself Ronnie the fossil <laughs> that was able to get the job done <laughs> I knew I'd put my foot in it there <laughs> uh, look uh, good training performance by Sam Kavanagh 1200 to 1500 a bunch a pack how do we work this out Got a feel for the connections. I won't call him my old mate, Lord Desimo. He deserves another win. And, oh, well, where do we start here? Can Do It was good. Uh, tap and run, another one up in distance. It's at a couple of thousand metres and a 1,200 and up to 15. Uh, he was very good. So, a bunch finish. I don't know how to take the form. Yulong based two out of five lame. Um, yep, uh, bring on the next one, the next 1,500 highway and we'll... Yeah. We'll do our money again. What about Brock? Now, Brock Ryan had a, he had a, they had him in twice for not riding out to the finish. Yes, that's right. First time was uh, So Say You. He was questioned regarding his riding out of the mare over the concluding stages. Ryan stated that So Say You was inclined to lay in when under pressure in the straight, which restricted his ability to ride the mount out. So he was questioned about riding a So Say You yeah. out, but then he actually got suspended for not riding out criminal code in race four. Twice, okay. Uh, let's go and um, hear from... Sam Kavanagh wasn't there on track. In fact, not many of the country trainers, uh, country-based trainers, can make it to our Sydney tracks, understandably. Uh, let's hear from Kieran McAvoy. Yeah, he was um, nice and sweet today, the horse. He's a genuine little trier, and um, I was all the better for having had a ride on him two starts ago. And it's good to see Sam Cav back. Um, back in the game and enjoying himself and training some winners and um, yeah, pleasing to think I think this is his first city winner back so um, hopefully it's uh, onwards and upwards for him as well. And he looked as though he was turned out in beautiful condition, really fit, not a pick of fat on him when he was looking at walking around the yard. That's right, yeah, he was nice and bright and, and as I said he's a sweet little fella, moving well and um, from that good draw Sam just said look tuck him away and give him a chance to, to travel and, and, and get the 1500 and um, as I said, I had to ride him two starts ago, so I knew a little bit more about him, and I was happy to ride the rail, and he kept picking up for me, and past the furlong, he was hitting his straps, and, and that's exactly what he did the last hundred. He was able to gain the, the upper hand, and, um, yeah, he was turned out in good order. All right, well, we talked earlier about the uh, four pillars, and uh, all trainers are going to start talking their horses up uh, from here on in, if they haven't already, uh, like Tracy Bartley did with uh, Barossa Rosa here in the Midway. It's a race for Midway horses, $700,000, benchmark 68. So with a penalty, this horse might jump to a 76, but with a mare's allowance and maybe a claim, it uh, probably gets in. Yeah. Um, trying to get our head around this uh, four pillars race with these type of horses. Yeah, but Tracy's got the timing right. It's only a second up run. She said after a first up run, I'd agree with him. She just needed the run there. And I didn't follow. I thought the map looked awful for her, but that was taken out of the equation. And she did improve second up. Cuban Royale's flying. Um, Calgary Queen had a chance. Dallahat wide, no cover. Uh, excuses there for him for sure. All right, here's uh, Tracy Bartley and Kieran McAvoy. Well, I said to Kieran because there was already two leaders and I didn't want to be the third leader. And uh, just said, look, be conservative. But she just landed there and followed that other horse across. So she really got across quite easy, you know. And then he just rested it in. They went that lovely gallop, didn't go too fast. Perfect ride, gem of a ride. Hitting in the leader, you know, so... And they run one too, so... Uh, we just want a spot now, Greg. That's what we want. OK, so what are you doing as far as the uh, four pillars? Is Barossa Rosa the yep. type of horse you want to get into that? Oh, no doubt in the world. I think she, she matched herself. She'll make her own lap. Uh, you know, she'll go to a, 
a bit further now. Probably you have to step into a harder race because you probably uh, you don't really want another win, you know. Really, uh, that'd do her. She'd probably get a penalty for that today. Yep. And uh, she'd be nicely spot if I could get the right sort of claimer. Uh, yeah, to bring her right back into the race. Trace said she'd done well since uh, her last run two weeks ago. He said that she's had a good couple of weeks and he was proven right. She um, was able to start nicely and sharply got across into a, a travelling spot outside the leader and we, we were able to control the race. And being that bit fitter today, she was able to sustain a good sprint all the way through the line. So well done to Trace and his team. He's got his team up flying. He's had a couple of city winners of late, so it's good to see. And let's go to the last now. Ellsberg, first up yesterday, uh, put in a perfect spot by Nash Rewilla. Yeah, he did, and um, he was good. He's a nice return. He, he, I think he's, he still floated a little bit with all that gear off. I think eventually, oh, maybe Golden Eagle Day, uh, you could put the gear back on this horse. I just don't know whether it worked. It worked helping him settle, there's no doubt about it. But once Nash woke him up, with a couple of love taps there, that was all, he just, he picked up, he did a good job and he's come back well and look, look you just look at his form, second to eight and last start, Knight of Power, tough horse, was good, um, Academy had his chance, well, you can't say too much more, I think there's a couple to follow there, Kiku yeah. uh, is definitely worth following, Grace and Harmony, definitely worth following, typical Chris Waller improvers. Yeah. both of them. Okay, um, we'll get to the Golden Eagle market in a moment, which is uh, a race that Ellsberg could be heading to. And we'll, we've got a race at Toowoomba to show you, which also might have ramifications for the Golden Eagle as well. But uh, first of all, this is the Toowoomba Cup yesterday. Wapiti, trained by Jack Duncan. Now, Jack Duncan survived a heart attack, was revived on track at Doomben going back not so long ago, has got a Toowoomba Cup win. You can only feel happy for Jack Duncan. Yeah, exactly. One that he's alive <laughs> and he's still able to do what he loves. Beautiful. It's an incredible story. Incredible. And here is our favourite girl in Queensland, Desley Forster's Apache Chase, your horse Duff, yeah. the horse that you tipped up during the carnival. Could he be coming for the Golden Eagle? He's one tough cookie. He is. Yep. Um, oh, he's got to come. He's got to come. Yes, put him on the float. You can by then you'll be able to come down with him. That's right. You can have some lunch and You might not you might not be able to get back home, but you can come down. <laughs> Is he uh oh, look he'd be in the market there somewhere. Yeah. Uh, it's an all in market. There are um, no no noms for that race as they stand. Okay, a break and we'll come back. Uh, we're getting close to the end. We'll wrap things up after this. Dubai at the 200, giving a sight, led a length to Vianello, Picarones and Zuzarella. Queen of Dubai getting weary. Now Zuzarella, the outside, is trying to pick her up, but she might have stolen it. Queen of Dubai, this is some win, and Queen of Dubai has beaten Zuzarella three quarters of a length. Elephant strikes the front early in the straight at the 300 from Luna Fox. Romance is nice and close. Harbourviews runs up behind them. Cherry Tortoni up on the fence at the 150. Elephant extends a length and a quarter. Romance and then Harbourviews. Cherry Tortoni.
Tony. Elephant holding on, and Elephant wins. Elephant's first, second, Romance a third half of views. Zaki strides clear, two lengths, Probabil, and then Superstormer Gap, the chosen one. But Zaki lets down below the 200 metres, two lengths, Probabil, and then Superstorm. But Zaki ridden out hands and heels clear, and is going to be one of the shortest price favourites to win the Underwood. Zaki scored by two lengths, Probabil. Yes, he's a, a dual group one winner now, Doom and Cup, Underwood. He heads towards the Cox Plate in just almighty form. Yep. A good tradesman like Wynn yesterday. Didn't have the wow factor no. of, of some of his Wasn't others. Wasn't ridden to have that wow factor, no, though. No, probably. We give him a kind run. So, yep, he's on his way. Even money Whew, for a Cox play. That's pretty short. Mm. Mm. Who's going to beat him? Well, we'll stay tuned. We'll wait and see what arrives in town and how the... What about Animo? We'll see. Um, see. Front page is in the Kosciuszko and uh, picked up by the William uh, William Farrah Hotel with their Super Punters Club in front. So be good to see him in a Kosciuszko. He's the he's the type of horse you want running for you. He's back. Well, I was a bit worried about him last start, but he he, well, he had 61 kilos. I think he carried 59 kilos here, and I thought he he went out hard to make a statement. He stuck on well, and I reckon he might improve third up and. Now they're back in business. And here is the market. So he's $8 behind the horse that um, Duff says will win. Yes, big statement. I oh, heard you were watching. That. Yes, of yeah. course, I didn't miss a beat. I heard the big statement. Handle the truth, will win. No, Art Cadeau, Victorian I, front page. I don't like saying that. Uh, yeah, well, you've said it. <laughs> no, uh, too late. Uh, too late. <laughs> I think Victorum will okay. be Handle the Truth. He's had a few little setbacks. Yeah. He just he's a very good horse. Oh, he's a very good horse. Uh, have we got the tickets? I think there's only two left. Two to be picked. We've got a big race coming up at Bathurst today. Yes. Uh, two to be picked, and um, that's it. That's it for the show. Good to have you back. Oh, it's great to did be back. Did you enjoy being at the races I yesterday? Did. More I did. Than... I must say that um, I... It pains me to say I, I enjoy your company, guys. <laughs> well, that's after being locked up for two weeks. <laughs> say that at the end of the carnival. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of the strappers came up to me and said, I just heard you say that you in, you'd rather be here than sat on your sofa. I said, you don't have my children. <laughs> oh. All right, well, next Saturday we are at Royal Randwick for a big program. It's Epsom Day. Premier Metrop, the babies are in action, Breeders' Plate and Jim Crack, and you'll see it all here on Sky Thoroughbred Central. Enjoy the rest of your weekend.